0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 4th of November. It's a nervous wait ahead for thousands of residents across regional New South Wales and Victoria as Australia's flood crisis continues. A number of communities around Forbes, Wagga Wagga, Carra and Gunnedah have been evacuated as local rivers and dams continue to overflow after more torrential rain. Forbes mayor Phyllis Miller has told Sky News residents have never seen flooding like this and they're set to be worse than the devastating floods in the 1950s. I wasn't alive for the 1952 flood, so um, we're treading in water that we have never been before. There's so many of us uh, that are trying to protect the community, uh, but we're not sure what will happen. Meantime, the body of a man who was missing in floodwaters near Young has been found. Another person is still missing. And the flood crisis is already leading to major food shortages across the country, with warnings prices will also continue to soar at the supermarket. Woolworths announcing it's already having problems getting enough frozen vegetables. And a warning, the details of this next story are distressing. A man and a woman in Queensland have been charged with the alleged murder and torture of a seven-month-old baby. Police were called to a home near Brisbane yesterday morning where the body of the baby boy was found. Detective Inspector David Jackman says first responders are now receiving counselling.
2: It, it certainly hits home. I've been a detective for 30-odd years. It's one of the most confronting scenes that I've seen. People that have got children, they're defenceless, they're seven months old, and um, it's not uh, pleasant, no.
0: The 33-year-old man and a 28-year-old woman will face court today. A new national report has revealed cybercrime has jumped in Australia by 13% this year alone. The Australian Cyber Security Centre says it's received 76,000 reports of online crime in the last financial year, which is equivalent to a report every seven minutes. It follows a number of major data breaches at major companies in Australia, including Optus and Medibank, compromising the private information of millions of Australians. A new development in the case of missing toddler William Tyrrell. A senior detective says he believes William's foster mother knows where the little boy's body is buried. The woman, who cannot be named for legal reasons, has been charged with lying to the Crime Commission about the alleged assault of a different child who is not William. Our reporter Michaela Savage has more details from Sydney. Yeah, that's right, Tasha. Senior detective has told the Downing Centre local court he believes William Tyrrell's foster mother knows where the three-year-old's body is buried. The toddler vanished from his foster grandmother's house in Kendall on the New South Wales Mid-North Coast in 2014 and hasn't been seen since. His foster mother is facing allegations of giving false or misleading evidence to the Crime Commission, pleading not guilty. The court has heard a secretly recorded audio message allegedly revealing she hit another child, who's not William, with a wooden spur she's denied those allegations. The hearing continues. Just days after Victoria's health boss warned another COVID wave is about to hit Australia, the New South Wales Chief Health Officer is backing the calls for Australians to be on alert, saying COVID cases will increase with a number of new variants also of concern. Kerry Chant urging Australians to get vaccinated and isolate if you're sick. Make sure you're up to date with your vaccinations. This is your best protection, including against the latest variants. Know if you would be recommended to have antiviral medication if you get COVID. And if so, have a plan for how you're going to get tested and how you're going to get those antivirals. Meantime, the WA government no longer has the power to shut its border on COVID health advice. Our reporter Adam Hemmings has more from Perth.
2: Tash, WA's state of emergency to deal with COVID ended just after midnight. It lasted for an incredible 963 days and kept the border shut for nearly two years, which effectively turned WA into an island within an island. That's now gone replaced with softer laws to keep some measures, which includes wearing a mask in certain settings. The Australian Medical Association says it is the right time for WA to ease the rules, but warns COVID is far from over.
0: Overseas now and Russia has launched three missiles and 16 airstrikes in just the past 24 hours, according to Ukrainian armed forces. Kiev authorities also say Moscow has carried out more than 40 multiple launch rocket system attacks on around 25 Ukrainian settlements overnight. It comes as the Russian ambassador to the UK, Andrei Keelan, told Sky News that Russian President Vladimir Putin wants a way out of the ongoing war.
1: I am sure that uh, we need a a, a, a a certain outcome, negotiated outcome, and we are not hiding away from the negotiations. We just want Ukrainian side, but Ukrainians has now prohibited by law that they are going to participate in negotiations.
0: And Pakistan's former Prime Minister has been shot in an apparent assassination attempt. Imran Khan was on his protest convoy at a march in the country's capital when shots were fired. One person was killed and nine others were injured. 70-year-old Mr Khan has undergone surgery on his leg since the attack. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips and the Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. We start with concerning news out of the UK today. Rates have jumped there by their highest level in 30 years and it's also not a good outlook for the local economy there either.
1: Tash, good morning. No, it's not. This is, uh, we thought it was rates day on Tuesday. It's been rates week this week. The RBA went up, of course, a quarter of a percent. Uh, the US went up on Wednesday night by three quarters of a percent. And the Bank of England last night doing exactly the same thing. As you say, the largest rate rise from the Bank of England in more than 30 years. That's scary enough. But the Bank of England now predicting the US econ- the UK economy, I should say, is going to spend two years going backwards. They're expecting the next year for GDP to decline by almost 2%, and then a very small but very real 0.1% in the year after that. Um, that's two years of pain for the British economy at exactly the time they didn't need it. The rest of the world didn't need it either. This is the, the the consequence of inflation, of what they're going to need to do to fight inflation. And again, as we've said before, banks around the world saying, you know what, recessions are bad, inflation is worse. We are going to risk, or in this case predict, a recession to get inflation back under control.
0: It'll be very interesting to watch if other countries like Australia follow suit Scott. Also mm-hmm. making news on this Friday in the finance and business world, a time when the budget's under pressure. This is extraordinary. A new ATO report has found almost one third of public companies paid no tax in the last financial year. <sighs>
1: Yeah, tough. Look, I'm on record as saying, for example, the stage three tax cuts are unaffordable for the budget. But I've got to say, those people who are saying, like, I'd like my tax cut, please, I'm doing it tough. And then you look at this list. Out of the 2,500-odd companies that are reported under this ATO rule, one-third paid zero dollars in tax in the last financial year now there's reasons legitimate reasons if you make a loss you pay no tax If you've got carry forward tax losses you pay no tax so there are you know and that's that's not that's not necessarily anyone doing the wrong thing that's the system the way it's written but i'm going to just quickly share a couple of names not no one wants to list on a friday morning but let's go through this zero tax paid by Ampol limited bp glencore viva energy exxon mobil chevron woodside and so on down the shell um santos this is this is a list obviously these are energy companies. Sorry, Chevron paid thirty dollars in tax, not zero, so give them their credit. Um, it is a remarkable list. And I think this is the challenge for the Australian budget right now. The multinational tax company multinational companies who are taking advantage of rules that allow them to make a loss in one country and declare a profit overseas in a lower taxing country is taking I'm going to say billions of dollars. I'm sure, in fact, I'm sure it's billions of dollars out of the federal government bottom line. And I, that's the situation when hardworking people saying, hang on, on c- cost of living pressures, I'd, I'd like a, some tax relief, please, what's going on? When the government says we can't afford it, they're right. But the government, and by the way, the previous government and governments for years before that have not done enough, uh, let me editorialise for a second, to collect tax from these businesses. This, these are companies that made tens of billions of dollars in revenue. Ampol banked 20 billion of revenue in the last financial year, BP, $7.5 billion and so on, and paid $0 in tax on the back of that. When that's allowed to happen, we've got a problem.
0: Yeah, absolutely well said, Scott. Thanks so much. You have a great weekend.
1: And you. Thanks, Tash.
0: Time for Sport Now. This Friday morning with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. Aaron Finch is in growing down to play in Australia's crucial World Cup clash tonight.
2: Yeah, we've got Afghanistan in Adelaide must win and must win big. The skipper, though, battling a hamstring injury uh, picked up during the week in their last game. Now, he said yesterday in a press conference he was a 70% chance of playing. After that underwent a a fitness test and then failed to take part in a net session. So some have taken that as a sign that he will not play tonight. Cameron Green is waiting in the wings. And uh, Mark War, the Aussie test great, told uh, listeners Willow Talk podcast, he's the man that would Need to step up. I'd imagine if Finch is not fit, Green comes straight in. And to be honest, you know, it doesn't really weaken the side. I know you don't want to lose your captain and your leader on the field, but batting-wise, you know, I think our team is going to be equally as strong if Cameron Green comes into the team. Well, Pakistan kept its T20 World Cup hopes alive with a rain-affected 33-run win over South Africa last night.
0: And, Brett, from one World Cup to another, the Kangaroos' rugby league team is in action tomorrow.
2: And a lot of talk about their squad uh, as well. Uh, Nathan Cleary, Daly Cherry Evans, that hotly contested battle for the halfback role has been won uh, by Nathan Cleary, but he is battling a little bit of uh, illness. So Coach Mel Meninga says that Daly Cherry Evans will start from the bench.
1: Nathan's a bit ill at the moment. We're not quite sure how he's going to come through. Cameron Munster and, and James Tedesco have got just some niggly injuries that you know, we might need to, to rest them through the game. So that's why DCE's at 14 at the moment. Dragons
2: Ben Hunt will be rested as well. Uh, if they make the semifinals, Hunt would come back in, so Daly Cherry Evans would miss out. Now, the AFL-W finals, raw to life tonight to Carlton's Icon Park, Melbourne and Adelaide kick things off. It's a grand final rematch. The D's lost to the Crows last year, but defender Libby Birch says they have moved on from that heartbreak fairly early on in the season.
0: Our round one match against Adelaide uh, was a really important match for us. I guess it was more for us internally to know that we can develop our game style to beat a quality side like Adelaide, and we'd never done that before.
2: And the Aussie netball side has claimed a clean sweep of its series with England winning 57-50 to 57 last night. The Diamonds holding off a massive comeback from the Roses as Donnell Wallum sunk 25 of her 26 shots on goal in just over two quarters, Tash.
0: Yes, sensational effort. You have a great weekend. Thanks, Brett.
2: You too. Thanks, Tash.
0: And Queensland's mum is being hailed a hero after defending her house and family from intruders with a can of fly spray. Tiffany Kendon was at home with her children and partner earlier this week when robbers broke in. When Tiffany saw the intruders near their bedroom, she made a split-second decision to save the day.
1: I was thinking about pushing him, like, down the stairs, but I quickly saw the can of uh, bug spray on top of the banister and I thought, I'm going to shoot him with that. And then he clicked his taser and his taser lit it on fire and
0: shot him in the face. That audio thanks to Channel 9. The men then took off on foot and are still at large and police are investigating. Well done, Tiffany. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the listener app for free. i Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and a lovely weekend. Please stay safe and we'll see you Monday. Listener.